Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer. We're in the Southern Bank Course studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke is out for a while, but we'll probably catch up with him in the next week or so. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring this segment of our show. They do it every day, and uh, we thank them every day because uh, we appreciate all they do for Southern Miss Athletics, and uh, we think it's a great place for you to enjoy uh, your next family meal. All right, we're going to be breaking down Samford University, the Golden Eagles opponent, uh, Friday afternoon in the Auburn Regional. Uh, And we're going to be talking baseball. I also could talk to Patrick McGee, uh, no, Patrick Irby, uh, later in the show. Kelly loves talking fitness, so we, uh, we set that up. But first... But first, we want to talk about William Carey University. The Crusaders are in the NAIA World Series, as you know. And so last night they had the assignment of playing the number one rated team in the country, Southeastern Florida, the defending national champions, 50-4 and four on the season. It was a lock, of course, for Southeastern Florida until they went, ran into Bobby Hawford's uh, Crusaders, who beat them 13-4. to four. Coach, it was supposed to be a tough challenge. Doesn't sound like it was much of a challenge at all for the Crusaders. Coach Offert? All right, they're out in Idaho, and we're having some trouble reaching him. So uh, let's uh, tell you what, Kelly. Let me get on. Let me get on the phone here and see if I can reconnect with Coach. Yeah, it was, it was a it was the game that if the if the Crusaders were going to stub their toes, that would be the one. And of course, logically. Uh, a team that's only lost four games. But the Crusaders are now just one game away from the 50-win mark. And what was so notable about that game last night as well, Bobby Halford's 1,300th, 1,300th win as a college coach. He's been coaching now at William Carey. I think this is like his 38th or 39th season. Now, um, 1,300 wins with that victory last night. Coach Halford, nobody would have guessed that you guys would have breezed through that game last night did you guys do anything wrong or was it just one of those nights well i mean our guys knew coming in that we you know we had a big challenge in front of us we had a defending national champion and we have probably one of the best coaches in the nai that we were coaching against and uh you know our guys all year long they just love playing the game and i think that the atmosphere was fantastic and uh stinson you know he was on last night and um you know, he, he, he's always up for the challenge. So 
then offensively, we, we did a lot of damage with two outs early in the game, and that just kind of set the tone. So now you go from a, a Florida team playing a California team, but uh, the number one seed now in the loser's bracket. So most people who have been covering the tournament, most media types think if you guys can garner this one tonight, which will air, I think, about 8.25 our time, you guys are on the Pacific time zone in, in uh, Lewiston, Idaho, that, uh, that this would put you guys in the driver's seat to win the national championship. What do we know about this California team? But a typical California team, they play a different style of baseball than, you know, we do down south or, you know, uh, hit and run, bunt, that type of thing. They're very, very well coached. They have a guy that, uh, you know, was a, a minor league catcher for eight or nine years. And so, uh, you know, we'll have a big, big chore ahead because they're seated third. They've won, I think, 11 games in a row. So all the teams out here are very good. Uh, it's one of the best fields that I've far as you know the tournament uh, that I've played in and uh, so you know we just taking it one day at a time of course and then you know uh, and uh, see what happens but offensively you know we came back after giving up a home run kid that uh, hit it hit two that night is a former University of Florida shortstop and so uh, you know did good players throughout the lineup and uh, Stinson was just really good last night mixing his pitches and uh and then Jake Lissette and Patrick Lee and Rigoberto Hernandez just really, you know, swung the bats for us through the lineup and got big hit after big hit, and it just kind of snowballed on them. Well, well, the biggest advantage of going all the way through the winner's bracket is that when you get to the end of the road, you've got more pitching rest than a lot of the other teams that have had to devour each other in the loser's bracket. Man, what a big plus that would be. Yeah, and last night, you know, when, when Stinson was at about 110 pitches, that uh, he kept wanting to go back out there, and we realized that he's the kind of guy that needs a, you know, he needs a lot of rest once between starts. He's had a little, you know, issue during the year, and so we felt like letting go because um, him coming back would be would be difficult on short rest, and uh, he kind of thrives on that. I think the, you know, the more he, the later in the innings he's throwing just as hard as he did in the first inning, and that's that's kind of why we didn't want to make a change, and also we want to keep that bullpen intact because one of our bullpen guys who's been good at the end has been Preston Ratliff, but he's also been a starter in four or five games this year, so we wanted to have him available in that dual dual role if if necessary. All right, Coach, as you ease ever so close to the national championship game, how, how do you keep your guys uh, settled and calm and uh, and not get over-anxious about the opportunity that's now getting so close for them? Well, it's a different type uh, group <laughs> that I've coached this year. These guys, uh, every game is very much the same to them. I mean, they're, they're a happy-go-lucky group that's very loose, and I think the more you – uh, rain them in sometimes. <laughs> Maybe it does the, the opposite, but uh, they love playing the game. They're just very competitive, and they just feed off each other. And uh, you know, it's um, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, after doing this as long as I have, every team has its own identity, and uh, this team definitely does. And uh, we're just you know enjoying watching them do what they're doing. Coach, I, I see where you, you – last night you won your 1,300th game, 1,300 wins. That just seems remarkable. 
Well, it just means you've been doing it a long time. You know, that's what I tell people all the time. And uh, but you know, uh, from the, from the from day one to the right now, um, it just you know it's just baseball. You just go out there every day and you just try to play as hard as you can, and you uh, you try to compete. And uh, you know, I think you don't differentiate between games. As far as I'm concerned, every game is a different animal. And uh, once you've won a game, you know, you got to recruit the next day. And you're only as good as the last time out. And uh, you try to get better every day. And that's kind of what we try to preach to our guys, especially right now. Let's get better. You know, we made a couple of mistakes last night. We blew a double play that cost us a run. And uh, so you're always trying to tweak and, and trying to fine-tune that. And offensively, we've been, we've been good enough this year to overcome those boo-boos sometimes. And... Uh, you know, maybe the walks and then that type thing that you give up from a pitching standpoint. But uh, overall, um, you know, I, I don't I don't get too caught up in the numbers. I think the just the every day, let's see how good we can play today. You know, let's just see at the end of the day, you know, did, did we do the best we can and uh, and did, did we do we improve? And I think that's what I enjoy watching the team and working with the team. So we always preach we're going to be better at the end than we were when we started. All right, Coach. Well, I want to tell you how happy Super Talk is that, that we could get this set up to broadcast all of your games. And I can tell you that all of us at Super Talk, Hattiesburg, and South Mississippi really pulling hard uh, for the Crusaders. Uh, looking forward to having you on the show when you bring that national championship trophy here to the studio and letting us get a look at it. I really, I really thank you guys for for, for doing this, and uh, it's just been very rewarding. You know, Scott Berry sent me a text earlier today, and I just told him, I said, "Man, you guys inspired us when you went on that roll you did a few weeks ago." You know, and so uh, it, it's it's fun to watch baseball in, in in our area and how good our baseball is in our area, and so. You know, you just got to keep up with each other, and uh, and uh, that that motivates everybody. Yeah, you you got to tighten. Yeah, you got to tighten up though, BH. You didn't you didn't tend to run the number one team in the country last night. I mean, you fall a run uh, short. The, the <laughs> ten run rule is not in effect in this tournament. Oh, okay. So that's why oh, okay. you see some lopsided. That's why you see some lopsided scores. I got you. Uh, I got you. And you know, throughout college baseball, uh, there for a long time, you didn't have ten run the ten run rule. Uh, mainly in the first round of tournament tournaments, you did have it, and then once you get toward more the national championship, you know they just let it roll because it, it does get into pitching and uh, the depth in pitching, and so uh, there's been some games out here that that have been high scoring because of that, and you know we're always conscious of no run and no lead is safe, not in college baseball, not with the aluminum bat, and uh, and so that's kind of the thinking, you know, you never have enough runs. All right, Coach. Best of luck to you, sir. We'll look forward to talking to you thank, again soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Bobby Hallford, everybody. William Carey, Crusader. Man, there's some good baseball teams here in Hattiesburg, Kelly. Hey, and the fact, you know, if, if they would have won that game last night over the number one seed, you know, like in extra innings or something like right. that, they darn near, you know, theoretically 10 run them. I mean, the, yeah. the Crusaders are playing really well at the very best time. Which Appalachian State, very grateful for the 10 run rule. It ended the humiliation, got them on the bus a little earlier. Boy, they, they're still under, in your bonnet, aren't they, Bob? Mm-hmm. Those App yeah. State fans. I enjoyed watching Janet Kling <laughs> sweep <laughs> out the dugout after that <laughs> humiliating loss. App we'll be State! Back. <laughs>
Southern Miss to the top. And we're really proud of William Carey University and their fine baseball team. We have such great baseball. We have two of the greatest baseball coaches in college right here in Hattiesburg. We, we forget that, but between Bobby Halford and uh, Scott Berry, it doesn't get much better than that, Kelly. And you, when you look at the history of, of Southern Miss, you know, over, over the years, I mean, they've only had four. Right. I mean, Pete Taylor, Hill Denson, Corky Palmer, Corky Palmer Scott. and Scott Berry, and soon Christian Ostrander will join that list. And how long but has Bobby Halford been at? Uh, 38 or 39 years. That's crazy. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> All right, Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment of the show. I'm sure they've got new conference T-shirts. Miss Kathleen, if you're listening, it'd be a double X, a double X for me and Kelly. Uh, yeah, see, the Sun Belt actually will, yeah. will let you sell merchandise. And, Correct. You know. We want to thank Campus Bookmark for all the day. Also, Jana King, I saw them after the App State game. They were down there sweeping out the App State uh, dugout. Uh, they're the king of clean. They've been working together for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medical uh, facilities, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They've been really busy cleaning out the uh, visiting uh, dugouts here at Pete Taylor Park all year. Uh, you can find out more at JanaKingCleans.com. All right, Tony David is the coach of Sanford University. That's the Golden Eagles opponent uh, at 1 o'clock Friday. Talked to him this morning. He's confirmed he will be on the Eagle Hour Thursday to talk to us about Sanford. An Ocean Springs native. Go Greyhounds. Let's talk about the Greyhounds for a minute. Uh, well, no, we'll talk about the Bulldogs Dogs, right. uh, for a minute, uh, Kelly. 36-23 and 23 on the year, 15-6 and six. Uh, in their conference, twenty-one and five at home, eleven and seventeen away, four and one on neutral sites. Uh, some of the um, common opponents they played the southeastern Louisiana three times. Uh, they lost two. Uh, they lost uh, six to five, fifteen to five, and won nine to three. They played Alabama. They lost eleven to six. They lost four to nine to Mississippi State and seven to six to Troy. Uh, they just won their conference tournament. They defeated Wofford. Uh, they had been beaten earlier in the tournament by Wofford, 6-7, uh, to seven, but they came back and won 7-2, 5-2. Uh, Coach David, in his second year, was an assistant there for 17 years. And if you don't think this is a good program, guys, uh, they've averaged 35 wins a year since 2012. So Sanford will not be a pushover. Kelly. Yeah, well, will anybody get to see this Southern Miss-Sanford game other than on TV? Well, you know, this is one of the oddest things I have ever seen. You and I have been around a lot of baseball tournaments. And it was my understanding that, that universities made a ticket allotment available to all the opposing teams coming in for a regional. I know for a fact that Southern Miss made tickets available to LSU last year. Uh, but uh, apparently Auburn has a different uh, a different program. In effect, they apparently put the tickets uh, up for sale on the on the online Shortly after their uh, the announcement was made that they had uh, been awarded a regional, and close your eyes and open them back up, and they're they're posting that tickets are unavailable, that it is completely sold out. I saw one or two Southern Miss uh, people posting on social media they had managed to get a ticket before it was sold out, but it appears it appears that it'll be an all. Auburn crowd, but what it what it really means is there won't be any crowd when. Uh, when the opposing teams are playing, only when Auburn's playing. But I guess when you just roll in money, you really don't care about that, do you, Kelly? One group of people that aren't supposed to matter one way or another because they're supposed to play it right down the middle are members of the media. All right? And, and again, when you're the host team, 
obviously there are media outlets that cover the teams that are coming into your ballpark, all right? As Southern Miss, you know, made availability to the Kennesaw State folks last year, the LSU folks, and the Army Black Knights when they came to town. Apparently, Auburn gets to be a little bit more selective as to what media will get to cover this regional because not all media outlets we understand at this moment, again, we're still early in this process, but what we're learning at this moment is that not all media outlets are going to be granted permission to cover this tournament. Okay, we're not whining here, but we've covered a lot of baseball on this show. Conference USA tournaments, Sun Belt tournaments, road games. We made the same media request, credential request at Auburn that we've made at every event. Same type of request that we've made at every event to support this radio show. And we were told no. You know, you might you might can get one credential, but there's a great interest here. We have limited spacing and we're not going to be able to accommodate your request. And the so, thing about media is is when there have been wars, literally wars between mega countries they have stopped the war so that media people true mm-hmm. right that the, the media people can do their work in a safe environment um so the media people are supposed to play it down the middle you know but now okay and, and let me say our requests are a little different in that we do a radio show so we, you know we're not asking for a seat in the press box like we're a newspaper reporter we're just asking for access somewhere in the facility, the credentials we need to bring the people we need to properly do the radio show, and we'll stay out of the press box and out of everybody's way. And again, that was the answer. So, so I don't think there'll be a big Southern Miss crowd there. Where I, I guarantee you that they would have sold every ticket allotted to them had tickets been made available. And if we're wrong about this, you know, maybe someone from the university can reach out to us, and and we'll certainly correct. Yes, indeed, we will. Any errors that we may be uh, making, but it's our under our understanding that there is no allotment of tickets for Southern Miss fans. Odd and if, very odd. And if that's the case, who makes that decision? I guess Auburn University. Well, I'm saying in in the bid process because schools have to bid, you know, for these. Um, mm-hmm. And and you certainly know with John Cohen as the athletic director at Auburn and the chairman of the selection committee uh, that they didn't have any, you know, inside tr- inside track, especially when of Auburn, not. especially when Auburn was advertising ticket sales on Sunday afternoon before yeah. the bids were even, you know, made public on it just, Monday. It just never stops, does it? <laughs> It just never stops. So, so Auburn certainly knew way ahead of time uh, that it was going to be, you know, hosting. Uh, and again, if if this if people were allotted certain number of tickets from the schools, we would be glad to apologize and make it make it right. Absolutely, and, and clearly, clearly, uh, Southern Miss offered tickets to LSU, Kennesaw State, Ole Miss. Yeah, anybody that wanted to come. But uh, anyway, but but in the in the bidding process, you know, if if the NCAA isn't going to make it any more fair than it is, they should at least say in the bidding process, you are, you know, should you be granted this bid, you are required, you know, to provide X number of tickets to each of the participating teams coming to your field, okay, and and sell them by a certain amount of time, and if they're not sold, then you can 
you know, free them up to your home fans? Well, I have a message, and I can't confirm this message at all. It's not from the university, but that Southern Miss was allotted 200 tickets for parents and big donors. I, I, if that's accurate, then it's accurate. And then 200? This, yeah, then this person also said, a little SEC bitterness here. Now you know how state felt during the USM regional. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's state? Mississippi State, when they were here a few years ago, I guess they didn't get as many tickets as they wanted. As they wanted. Now that, you know. So sad. Of course, if Mississippi State, you know, they were averaging about 9,000. Point being that the average Southern Miss fan is not going to apparently have access right. to, the, to the tournament. So I'm glad. I hope that's right. I hope they gave tickets to the parents of the kids so that they could go. But point being, the average fan who was in Montgomery – who would be wherever Southern Miss plays baseball, not going to have access uh, like I think we may have anticipated we would. And here's what I don't get about that, Kelly. You know as well as me that let's say you sell, I don't know how many seats they have, let's say 5,000 seats, and let's say 4,800 you know, go to Auburn fans, right? Do you really think those 4,800 people are coming to watch Southern Miss in Sanford? No, they're not going to. And one of the things that the NCAA should do, uh, of course, you can add this to the list of the 50 other things that they should do, but probably won't. When giving future bids to schools, you should ask the question, how was your regional attended last year? All right? So how many people attended the games that didn't involve the home school? And if those numbers are low, then clearly there's not enough interest. And I would suggest, and we've heard this from some people who live in Alabama, a state that got two regionals, not mm-hmm. just in Auburn, mm-hmm. but also in, in Tuscaloosa, that a, lot, that a lot of people in Alabama don't really care much about baseball anyway compared to that other sport. You want me to give you the exact quote I got last <laughs> night? Over here, Bob, we don't give a damn about anything but football. But they got two bids. Um, which is not their fault. I'm just, you know, it's yeah, not yeah. the people in Alabama's Texas fault. Didn't get any bids? No, Texas, California got one. Right, Mississippi got none. And I don't think Arizona. I don't think Arizona got a bid. No, not 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 a, not just the schools that just didn't get a regional, didn't get to okay. host a regional. I, I promise within the next few days we'll quit fussing about all this. But right now it is sort of a burr. And there's side. nothing and there's nothing that any of us as fans can do about it until no. administrators and athletic directors get angry enough that they get in line behind each other and back each other that anything's yeah. going to be done. Let's have the baseball playoffs at neutral sites like they do in basketball. Amen. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the show. 4th Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of our program. I'll guarantee you that the uh, Auburn Regional will be on the TV at 4th Street Bar and Grill starting at 1 o'clock Friday afternoon. And uh, get yourself a great meal while you're down there as well and just enjoy yourself. And uh, 
And again, I want to clarify something. Someone just sent me a copy of the NCAA bylaws regarding regionals, and it does indicate that each school, each participating school, has to be given an allotment of 200 tickets that they will use for their athletes' families and whoever you know is in line to get those. But again, our, our point, I think, remains valid, that the average fan who has attended – Southern Miss baseball all year will have very limited access to tickets. Which, which lead, you know, because people go, well, at least it's at Auburn. I'm going, well, if you're only given 200 tickets, it wouldn't matter if it's in Juneau, Alaska. No, it wouldn't matter. You can't go, right? It, it wouldn't matter if it was in downtown Hattiesburg. Correct. You didn't have a ticket, you're not getting in. <laughs> That's right. So it is what it is, and uh, we'll try to move on past our... our uh, We've got to call into Dr. Phil. Maybe we'll... roof. We're waiting for Dr. <laughs> Phil to, to call us back. Please, doctor call. Uh, maybe Patrick Irby can help us. He owns Anatomies. He knows a lot about mental and physical health. Working we, through stress. We yeah. could use some, some advice on how to work through this stress today, Patrick. Well, <laughs> I guess... Uh... I guess I can try to help. Good afternoon to everybody. <laughs> Good afternoon to you. Yeah, yeah. Stress is a part of life, isn't it? Stress is a part of life, and I, I think physical activity helps you deal with stress. Am I wrong about that, Patrick? No, I think you are spot on. Um, and it doesn't remove stress. It just helps you manage it. And, um, you know, anxiety builds up. And uh, unresolved anxiety just, it just it builds a, a deeper and deeper hole, and eventually you can fall off in that thing. And so, um, you know, with physical activity and the uh, increased uh, circulation and regenerational properties that um, happen within your uh, your body, and, and including your brain, studies have shown that um, decision-making is much clearer, um, anxiety levels are much easier managed, and, uh, you, I mean, literally you just work and think better. Patrick, I want to. One of the things that we haven't talked about that I remember in our meetings uh, with you on the show uh, monthly is the argument about you know proteins and carbs and all that kind of stuff because diet is as much a part of it as the exercise part is. Can you kind of set some of this straight for us? Because people say, "Oh, you shouldn't eat carbs." Other people say, "No, carbs are good. You need carbs." Blah blah blah. And I know, and I know, and I've heard you say before, moderation is a lot of everything, but but can you kind of, what's your simple rule for if there is such a thing about protein and carbs? Um, the, uh, the well, I'm, I'm multitasking, guys, yeah. here. Which is tough for um, us men. The women tell us that all the time. Oh, my gosh. They? Yeah. You have no idea. So, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, this is the deal. I think I, I'm reading a book. And I'm 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 not deep enough in it to 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 really be helpful at all. But the um, the book is called Metabolical, and the author is raising a point. This, this is um, I don't know if we got enough time to talk about this, but so you know the obesity rate is at um alarming level right. in our country. It's been going up each year by about two to three percent. But the leanest country in the world is in the Congo, deep in Africa. Their obesity rate is climbing by 2 to 3%. Mm. And I'm like, how is that happening? Right. And I said, there's got to be more to it than just inactivity and the abundance of convenient options for food. And there's a lot that is happening, apparently, 
according to this author, with how foods are processed. And we're stripping the foods of their nutrients. And I don't know that that was an intentional direction, but in our, in our efforts to make foods easily produced and, uh, and create a more efficient yield, that we've, we've limited the nutritional content and maximized the flavor and the palatability of foods to such a degree that you just continue to eat. So this is a global thing. Now, where it applies to what your question is, I think you just need to be sensible. Right. And so you eat foods in their most natural state. Naturally, a baked potato is going to be better than a French fry. Right. You know, and the less processed you, you, you go, the better the nutritional content. Now, moderation is the key because you can go high protein, you can go low protein, and as long as you're not doing any of these, like, I think, fad diets that just are unsound over long periods of time, you'll see success. But not, you but, know? yeah, but not only at, at uh, anatomies can you get a comprehensive you know, exercise routine with professionals who, who put things out there in terms that you can understand and are tailor-made to where you are in your fitness journey. But you've got dietitians there, nutritionists there that can also tell you maybe what you've got a little bit too much of, maybe what you need to add. And I think one of the things that surprises a lot of people, Patrick, is that when you eat those foods that you're talking about in their natural states, I think a lot of people are alarmed at, at how little food your body really needs to get it right. through the day. Right. And the deal is, like, when you're talking about foods that are packaged in such a way that they're, they're flavor-enhanced, and most everything that's processed is going to be flavor-enhanced to some degree, the, um, the deal is it, it, the, the sensation, the dopamine sensation of the flavor of the food is so strong, it trumps the sensation of fullness. So you don't realize you're full. That's why a lace potato chip, you know, it might say the bag's like six servings. I don't get six servings out of a bag. <laughs> you know, when I open that bag, you I'm get like, one. I'm going, to, I'm going to town. You know, and I'm like, I'm going to wash my hands. So, um, and, and look, it's okay to have potato chips on occasion, but you can't live there. And um, so, you know, that's, that's the direction that families need to look at. Because you, before we can fix society, it's got to start in your home. And it, it really is just a matter of choosing foods that are going to be closer to their natural state. Right. Well, Patrick, I know you guys do so many good things for so many people uh, at Anatomies. And uh, with, with summer here and kids home from school, I think one thing that really sets Anatomies apart is that uh, – is that young parents can still come get the benefits of the club because you guys provide uh, care for their children while they're there. Oh, absolutely. And uh, summer's a great time to get connected because you're not sure what to do with the kids. They're out of school. Our AYC is open mornings and evenings, um, and that's an area for children that are grade school, you know, six six years old and up, and uh, all types of activities, exercises that are age-appropriate. We've got this big indoor turf area we do indoor kickball and soccer and all types of things. So they're having a blast. Also, the heat starts getting up there. So, you know, it's a little um, less comfortable to do some some of the exercises that you might be doing outside, walks and things like that. So you can come indoors. And it just creates an incredible opportunity for families to come together. And um, each go their own direction, but, you know, embrace uh, fitness, you know, as a family. 
Right, and that's so important. And I, and I think, Kelly, that's one thing that makes anatomy so unique from all these cookie-cutter you know, health clubs everywhere. Yeah, well, and you can, like I said, if you want to, if you if you want to learn about stretching, if you want to do Pilates, if you want to do just you know weight training, if you want to use machines, if however you want to approach mm-hmm. movement, activity, exercise, whatever you want to call it, they've got a venue for you there. Right. Patrick, can you believe Kelly just used the word Pilates? Yeah, that's impressive, man. <laughs> well, that's... Hey, but you know the, the thing is, and I appreciate you know all the kind words and stuff. You know, every facility in town has has a niche. I mean, there's a certain model for what they're tailored for. It just so happens that what we do is is multidimensional in the fact that you have all these different options. Because, I mean, just like, you know, eating, it's like, you know, what works for me might not work for Kelly, might not work for Bob. Same thing with fitness. And so there's not a one-size-fits-all formula. You just get in there and you find the things that you love to do because I can promise when you're having fun, you'll see the results. All right, Patrick, we appreciate you, buddy. How do people find Anatomies? Oh, they can just pull right up in our drive. We're the first right past the Toyota of Hattiesburg when you're going west. On 98, go straight down the hill. Or they can uh, give us a call at 601-579-9555. You're the best, buddy. You're always welcome here. Ah, it's always good talking to you guys. Y'all have uh, a great day. Patrick Irby, everybody at Anatomies. All right, confirmation from an official at, Uni- at USM. My question was USM giving given an allotment of tickets for Auburn. Yes, but very very few. Just what they have to give us for player guests. So we were right. Yeah, the average fan. Thank you, Auburn. S O L. Yes, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> that's the kind way of right. putting it. Bay Beignet Company is the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad they are. They are delicious dessert treats. They have a great selection of coffees, both hot and cold. They have a topping of the month. I don't know if strawberry is still around, but it should be year-round. Well, it's one of those summer ones for sure, so I would think yeah. that strawberries would be around. Mobay Beignet Company on Hardy Street right across from the Southern Miss campus. We hope you'll go see them soon. We'll be right back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, this segment is sponsored by D1 and D-Back. Great place to take your children for baseball and softball training. Great place to go. If you're an adult but just want to get better at your sport, they've got state-of-the-art stuff down there. Expert, uh, expert staff and a great pro shop. Lots of reasons to visit D1 and D-Back. All right, we're on the road to Mark Kelly and I. Michael will be here in the studio. We're going to be in... Purvis, Mississippi. Where the 4A South State champion Purvis Tornadoes are getting ready to play for the 4A state championship against West Lauderdale. Raymeet Motors, that's where we'll be. All right, Kelly, some coaching news we're going to talk about. Yeah, the carousel starts turning. Gary Gilmore, the longtime coach at Coastal Carolina. Scott Berry retiring this year. 
Gary Gilmore has already announced that the 2024 campaign will be his last. He took over control of the Chanticleers in 1996. Of course, they won the the Natty, uh, what, about five years ago, six years ago now, something like that. Uh, Has reached, almost reached the 1,300 win mark with 653 losses. But Gary Gilmore, after next year, retiring as the baseball coach at Coastal Carolina. And we're hearing reports that Ole Miss coach uh, Mike Bianco will not get his additional year added to his contract based on, air quotes, underperforming squad this year. Does someone actually say that a year after the band won the national championship? Well, just being reports that, that... Normally, you know, when you have a contract, you get that year added on. So it's kind of a rolling four years. Amazing. So it's not like he's going anywhere like tomorrow. Amazing. But apparently now it'll just be a three-year contract going forward, not a four-year. I don't mind saying this. This is the Southern Miss show, but Mike Bianco is a quality guy. I mean, he's a good guy. First class all the way. First class guy, no question. And uh, later on in this week, uh, if you want a dark horse, Bob, in this baseball tournament you should be cheering for the Nichols state colonels down in thibodeau louisiana two of the coaches on that staff are lad Rhodes and cody living livingston lad Rhodes was a volunteer assistant at southern miss a couple of years ago cody livingston played on this southern miss team and he is the pitching coach down there in uh, thibodeau and they, the colonels won the southland this year and they are headed to the regional so we'll be talking with lad Rhodes a little bit later on this week here on the eagle hour All right, good for them all right, Golden Eagles expected to face a, a 6'6", 215-pound junior pitcher uh, Friday afternoon by the name of Jacob Cravey. Uh, we'll be talking to their coach, Tony David, Thursday. He'll verify this, I guess. But uh, Cravey's thrown 98 innings, 3.19 ERA. He's 9-2 and two on the year, 121 strikeouts, just 35 walks. Now, that brings me to this question, Kelly Santer. This guy is apparently a stud. Right? Do you throw your stud right out of the gate? Or in the, we're talking Tanner Hall. Or in this case, and there's a lot of debate about this. Of course, it doesn't really matter what we debate. Scott will make that decision in August. Do you hold? Do you do you feel like you can beat a Samford with your two or three guy and hold your donkey for when you anticipate you will play the host team? I've always, of course, it's just youth baseball, but I have always believed that in tournament baseball, you play this one to win because you stay in the winner's bracket, you know, you're going to use up, you're going to burn a lot less pitching. And if you concede Tanner Hall in game one and put him in game two, what you're really telling, you know, the other teams is you don't think we can beat them. Otherwise, right, mm-hmm. man. I you put your two. I would put my two titans out there and let them battle it out, and then Oldham and the rest of the guys. You know what you're telling them is, hey, I've got confidence in you. And honestly, Auburn is the host, but I don't think anybody. You know, I don't think it's a Broadway show going on over there in Auburn. I, I don't right, think. Right, I don't right. think they're all that great. You know. All right. Well, now I'm gonna say this. Kelly Center took a lot of heat early in the year, and I saw a lot of it, heard a lot of it. A lot of people thought he was crazy when he said this pitching staff for the Golden Eagles had the ability to be as good as the pitching staff last year. I would contend, after what I saw this past week at Montgomery, they're pretty daggum good, Kelly. They are, and remember how young they are as right. a, as a staff. Right. So you're kind, in a way, you're comparing apples and oranges. You know, and and 
in the offseason last year, Scott and his staff said, okay, we added some punch. You know, you brought in a, um, you know, an Etzel. You brought in a Tate Parker, although Tate's been, been hurt a good bit. You got a little bit more punch in the lineup. Monastere has certainly helped there. Um, so you, you have the ability to score some more runs, which is the way they felt they were going to have to win games in the beginning of the year as these younger pitchers have, have developed. But And again, I don't mind taking the heat because I remember exactly what I said. I said if they continue to develop, they had the resumes to be as good as they are. Now, will they develop, and will that happen? Will they stay injury-free? Those are all things you can't control. But these guys are good. This pitching staff is good, and it's going to be good you know, for the next two or three years. It's going to be a fascinating weekend to uh, see how this plays out over there. But the Golden Eagles are certainly capable, capable of winning the tournament. But you know what? In college baseball, Kelly... Any of the four teams are capable of winning the tournament. The, the only winner, the only winner right now in the regionals is ESPN and ESPN Plus. Correct. <laughs> because you, that's exactly right. Because exactly right. you can't get tickets. So no, that's exactly right. All right, we'll be at Ramey Motors in Purvis tomorrow. We're going to have Patrick McGee on the show. We've got uh, Tony David, the coach of Sanford, coming on the show uh, Thursday and. Those uh, Lad Rhodes that you talk will be with us Friday. Lad Rhodes, looking forward to it. Got a good, got a good lineup the rest of the week. Hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Myth to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.